guys, Tyler Mahoney here with my good buddy Jeff Falconberry. <laughs> we are back. We took a little bit of a hiatus for a few months. We had a lot of stuff going on. We were living down in Joplin, my, my now wife and I. And we just were trying our darndest to get up here to click. And we did. But through that process, it's just been a madhouse. And um, it's been hard to get the timing together to get get in and, and shoot another podcast episode but we are planning I mean it's the end of 2021 this coming year we're gonna we're gonna try to do one every single month if not a little bit more now that I'm up here full-time in Clinton Missouri sure will make it a lot, lot easier yeah a lot easier <laughs> in theory on you and yeah. and me and us getting together and being able to do this so. yep yep so uh, but it was uh kind of an impromptu thing this morning Jeff called me last night and was like what do you think about doing some duck hunting <laughs> I am I've done some duck hunting but I'm more of a chasing deer around kind of guy and I've done chasing the deer so yeah. I was like hey sounds good to me and just know as we get into this that we're still hunting yeah um, as you can see we're in the blind um, we've had a, a really good shoot this morning but uh, I still need two more for my limit Yep. So if uh, some birds get to working around here, uh, hopefully you'll get to see us call some and maybe even take one. That's right. That's <laughs> right. It's been it's been kind of fun and interesting for me um, to see how this process works. I mean, you're not really uh, sitting here. I mean, I guess you probably have some days where there's big old bunches dropping oh, yeah. in all the time, but. Uh, this has been, you know, pair here, pair there, and yeah. all of a sudden, boom, we got a pretty good string. Nice leisurely little shoot. So, that's been it's been a fun experience for me. It's just something I don't normally get to do. I'm overlooking the decoys, just learning. I have I have my duck calls. You know, I had to look the part. I've bought duck calls in the past, and Jeff was showing me a thing or two. But man, it's quite a different thing to to see a professional in action. It is pretty impressive and really cool to see the decoy spread and uh you know jeff talked about this and for those of you that do a lot of duck hunting you, you guys know but you know that if you leave your decoys out they get that frost on them and he's right man when that sun comes up burns that frost off it's a totally different look and it seems like the ones that have flown over since then are i mean they're committing dumping pretty good. right in yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, you know we're late in december it's the 21st uh today and Rarely do I get a chance to, I mean, I get to hunt with my buddies all the time because my clients are buddies, but rarely do I get a chance to buddy hunt. And, um, you know, I had some, some folks that were, unfortunately, with COVID and stuff, you know, had some folks that had to, had to back out. And so I just text Tyler and said, hey, you want to go shoot some ducks? And he said, yeah. And uh, so far, Tyler has shot his limit of mallards, and only one of those mallards did he have to shoot at more than once. Yeah. So, uh Old Deadeye here is doing pretty well. I was feeling pretty bad about myself in that first one because it was pretty <laughs> close and it took me all three shots. I mean, got him, but yeah. goodness gracious. But these last few, man, Jeff Jeff called him in to, I mean, if I wouldn't have got it done in one shot, it would have been pretty sad. <laughs> it would have been a pretty sad day. So, uh, but, but what a winter we've been having, you know, dive right into to some of the duck hunting because um, even during duck season, usually during duck season, I shut down fishing and I duck hunt every single day. But this year, with the weather we've having, um, you know, 75 plus degrees in yeah. December, yeah. Uh, 
there were some days where it just wasn't worth duck hunting and so we went fishing and uh, it's nice to be able to keep everything keep the the g3 plugged in and charged up and ready to roll uh, in that situation to where look guys you know there ain't been much flying it's really really warm it feels like uh september yeah let's go catch a mess of catfish and we've really been wearing those out but as for the duck migration it's been a big question all across the country of where are the ducks you know everybody says well there's not not any ducks around and, and right here in west central missouri we we've got a good amount of ducks around they're just not moving a whole bunch i mean they don't with the weather the way it is it's just they're sitting around and they're eating on weed seeds and you know, nobody, we had early floods here in my area, so the guys that usually plant crops, we don't hunt flooded crops, but the guys that usually flood corn or flood beans or milo or whatever, uh, it all got flooded out, so we don't have a lot of food in the area, uh, and we don't have a lot of water. It's been a really, really dry year. But there is some ducks around sitting on some little pools, eating weed seeds or whatever they're doing. Um, I mean, they're, they're floating around mm -hmm. on rafts and. Yeah. drinking cold coca-cola i guess yeah. with this kind of weather but but there's still some ducks around and guys say well it ain't hardly even worth going well if nobody gets out and moves them around it's definitely not going to be worth going if you can keep a little pressure out there stirring some birds up um it's you know it's, it's worth it we haven't heard 10 shots today i don't think so yeah and typically you know the end of december um everybody's out kind of getting after it and uh, we haven't hardly heard any shooting uh, but every now and then we have two drakes in a hen mm -hmm. or, or a, a single or a pair or, or something we've seen a few small bunches but just come around and give us a look yeah it's been fun and it's kind of funny because i'm kind of an outsider on the duck hunting side of things it seems like every year i hear guys talking about where are the ducks? The migration, they're just, they're short stopping way, way further north. Every year I hear that, it seems like. And I mean, I'm not tapped into the community, but is that, is that, am I over-exaggerating hearing that? There's been a lot of stuff that, that can play variables in shifting migration. And usually it's, you know, dry or warm weather mm -hmm. um, is, is typically what it is, you know. You get areas like this year, they said the hatch was down because of the, the droughts and north and south dakota they didn't have they they didn't have much water um so but it's it's hard to say exactly where the ducks are um the guys down in arkansas are shooting ducks guys in kansas are shooting ducks illinois shooting ducks missouri shooting ducks um even my friends up north are still shooting ducks so uh just seems like with this kind of weather that they're super duper spread out in my opinion yeah now, is this the first year that, when did the split take place? Is that, is this for, or is that last this year that, is that started? This second, or maybe third, second or third year for the split. And has that seemed to have a positive impact on productivity, at least early in the season? Um, that's just one of those deals where you put 10 people in a room and, and you're probably gonna get uh, 10 different opinions, <laughs> um, but I think that it puts the season a week later on into January. This year, I think it's really going to benefit because, you know, we haven't seen that real grand passage migration. Are they yet to come? Maybe, maybe not. 
but uh, it's going to be nice to have that extra week on into January mm. because just like today, the 21st of December, it's going to get to 56 degrees, you know, and that's not typical. We have had some nights below freezing here the last couple of nights, but not much below freezing and there's southwest winds. So it's really not a big migration push wind. You know, those yeah. ducks get pretty good gas mileage when that wind's coming out of the north. So um, it's just not been big migration winds. Uh, so maybe with that extra week into season, into January, you know, maybe we'll get get some more good shooting. But you're going to talk to some guys and say, well, the birds were here during the split and we couldn't shoot them. Mm. By the time it opened back up, it was gone. I like the split. Yeah. Um, but I like to deer hunt and I like two opening days. Yeah. You know, we get an opening day and that's a big deal for us. I take my family and we, we it's, a, it's a big deal. And then we shut down, we do a little deer hunting and guess what? We get to do opening day all over again. Yep. And it's a lot of fun. And uh, it gives the ducks a break early in the season like that. If you do have some birds around the last two years, we've had some good numbers of birds early. And once you bang on those birds for a few days, they start figuring it out. Yeah. So if you don't have weather to push them out, then that gives them a break, takes the pressure off of them. They settle back in. And if they hang around, you get right back in, you blow them up again. Yeah. So it's my opinion. I like the split. Good to know. I don't have an opinion. <laughs> I'm just I'm just not tapped into the duck hunting side. I'm way too obsessed with chasing big deer around. And uh, but man, I gotta tell you, it's um, sitting here this morning. It's just it's got my gears turning a little bit. About it's uh, a lot of fun. I might have to try to work this into the schedule in the fall a little bit more. You guys might hear that little whimper on the you viewers. My my dog Dolly right here. She gets a little anxious sometimes. Especially when we're standing up and it looks like we're getting ready to shoot something. She really gets anxious. Yeah. Well, and Johnny always talks about how if, if he wants to spot ducks, he leaves it to Levi. Watch the dog, man. She'll tell you every time. I mean, you, you literally don't have to watch. If you watch that dog all the time, um, if birds fly over, she'll see them. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, she look at that. Yeah. That's yeah, freaking she's, cool. She's, she's watching, watching all the time. That's freaking cool. And, uh, if she locks in. And you, and you follow her head, it's definitely ducks. If she spots something real quick, it could be a butterfly, it could be a woodpecker, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it could be anything. But if she locks in and starts following, you watch her head turning, she's she's usually got them at that point in time. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. And just like that, she was looking up there. And if you look up there, there's a nice little oh, high pack going out right couple there. couple of them there, She's yeah. seen those before we did, you know. Man. And they're really high. They, I mean, they're flickers in the sun. Yeah, I mean, you. the only way you see those is the flick the underside of the wing yeah i mean i'm looking at man but she saw those that far away you know look at those suckers (laughs) those are mallards aren't they yeah yeah interesting so what do you got going on what are you doing for christmas you hanging around here what do you got planned you gonna is it duck hunting straight for the next couple weeks yeah so we're gonna finish up duck season here um yeah hanging around close to home kids are all coming home and we'll go to her grandparents in kansas but uh with the weather being nice and mild and, and stuff like that, I mean, I'm sure we're going to be getting outside. We duck hunt almost every day of the season. Um, Christmas Day, sometimes we'll go sit in the blind. We'll, we'll family hunt Christmas Eve, and then Christmas Day, we'll sit in the blind. But uh, I was taught long ago by my elders, um, and it's something that stuck with me all my life but uh, we, we'll go sit in a blind Christmas day we do have a three burner stove here in the blind we like to cook breakfast and everything else and um, kind of enjoy the, the morning 
but we don't shoot anything. Um, they taught me a long time ago that nothing deserves to die on the birthday of Jesus. So um, we may go sit in a blind and, and have a little breakfast or something after the gift opening, but, but yeah. we usually we don't shoot anything. We'll Pretty watch cool. them come around. It's kind of neat. I, I learned that a long time ago, and it stuck with me, and uh, and I passed it on to my kids, and, and I think it's a really good, really good deal. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it does. And there's a lot of really cool traditions out there, and uh, that might be something we I need to put a little poll out and have because that there's some really cool stories I've heard of people doing neat stuff like that, and yeah. it, it means something, and uh, it's very special. And I I think there are folks out there looking for to start traditions yeah and and that's a really that's a really good one and yeah. that, that has a really special meaning to it as well Well, he gave us dominion over the, the birds of the air and the fish of the sea and and everything else and told us to rise kill and eat in the bible but but also you know it's the the birth of the the savior and the creator and just uh, something that you kind of share special with every living thing mm-hmm. you can't share it with every living thing if you shoot them that's right <laughs> Well, and you've got, so when the holiday season kind of wraps up here and start of the new year, you've got a, a trip planned, it sounds like, that's uh, going to be pretty cool. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. Um, met, you know, over the years, met some crazy cool people and have good clients and still have good clients and still meet cool people. Um, but I got a buddy that, that started out as just a fishing client. We became friends, as, as many of you have. And um, he said, I want to take you with me. I'm going down to Port O'Connor, Texas, and we're going to shoot ducks in the morning and catch redfish in the afternoon. And he didn't have to ask me twice, yeah. I can tell you. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. So, yeah, in January, um, when our season folds up here, I'm going to go to Texas and shoot a few ducks. And then I'm actually going out west um, in Kansas in late January with uh, Beretta um, to shoot a few ducks out in Kansas. So, We'll finish up here, and then those millenniums in that GC G3 is going to see a lot of my Levi's. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> it's been kind of crazy. I mean, it's been so unseasonably warm. I mean, hell, there was a few days last week where it was so windy, it was warm, 65, 70 degrees, but we had 40 to 60 mile per hour winds. I mean, you weren't even, I mean, if you could get out on the water, but you're a little crazy, Dangerous, I guess. yeah. But, I mean, you know, anything over 40 when it starts gusting over that 40 mark, even 30, but anything over 40, that's the only thing I'll cancel trips for. Yeah. Unsafe winds and lightning. Yeah. Um, weather-wise. Yeah. Well, we, we talked about it. For those of you guys that follow this, you know we do the Truman Lake Fishing Intel and do fishing reports and exclusive videos for all the members over there. And, you know, in the wintertime, we don't do quite as many reports every week because it's, it's very similar. Um, and we'll do a lot more reports when everyone's getting out, you know, springtime, summertime, and getting after it. But um, it's going to be exciting to get a lot more of those going come January, February. Water starts warming up, and uh, I know that's one of your favorite times of the year to catch big catfish. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They kind of lean there. We're we're kind of this hole that we're hunting is is more in. Um, I guess you'd call it a timber hole. It's 
pretty decent sized hole, but it is down in the creek bottoms. And them old Canada geese, they might swing close enough. And there's been instances over the years where we've even landed a few, but it's not uh, it's not their cup of tea. Yeah, they they like to be out in that bigger water, open prairie type stuff. So, but you got to honk at them when they're flying yeah, that's by, right? right? That's exactly right. Got to give them a toot and a holler. But uh, yeah, you know, wintertime fishing, it gets to be routine. Everybody, you know, you're putting out a fishing report and you kind of feel like sometimes you're just repeating yourself and people think that you're sitting in your armchair and right. just writing the same thing every month. But, you know, it's the truth. Yeah. Um, that, that pattern, when it seems like when that water gets 50 degrees or, or below, um, the pattern's the same, and it'll stay that way all the way until the water gets back up in the 60s, and then it'll start changing. But it's just pretty much the same pattern as all the time. And and this year, the water temperature's been able to maintain with the warm yeah warm weather we've been having. It's just been able to maintain in a good spot. The fishing's all been the same. You can, you can go catch them different arms of the lake different ways. The catfish I've been catching actually have been deep fish on ledges. Um, I was over on the Tebow arm, and and fishing main river channel ledges and holy smokes man yeah. them things are stacked in there it's so nice in the winter time because you don't have to cover a lot of water and generally you don't have to take any big long boat rides um you know if it is cool outside it, it, it uh, we, we're fortunate to have a big windshield on my boat but some yeah. people don't have that luxury and and you run down the lake when it's 40 degrees outside and it can get brisk mm. and so this time of year, seems like you don't have to cruise very far to find, you know, big school of fish. You can sit on them all day long. So catfishing has been really good all winter long. I mean, it's been about as easy as it gets, yeah. really. Yeah, uh, it sounds like the same on the crappies. And well. the crappies the same way. You know, a lot of the guys are out live scoping. are still good spider rigging fish out there and, and one pulling fish. Fish getting in shad balls um, on the main channel. And you can drive, and when you see that big cloud, on there you stop and drop a double jig rig and open water out there and you can catch them yeah catch them really good that's fun it's a fun time of the year if you can stay warm i mean i know a lot of fishing guides talk about it it's preferred heavily over the spawn absolutely 100 percent 100 percent uh the lake's a little less busy and that's always nice and, and uh but the, the the fish are more consistent they don't yeah. change so day to day yeah. Um, so it's it's pretty good stuff. And of course you're wrapping up deer season and the holidays is always a good time. You start getting all the deer cleaned and put away and mm -hmm. jerky and summer sausage and delivering that stuff to people for the holidays. We had a good deer season. You had a good deer season, I know. Yep. yep. And uh, it seemed like across our county as a whole, it seemed like there was a lot of nice deer killed this year. Yeah, a lot of really nice deer. Seemed like there were some really nice ones right around us that yeah. we never saw and didn't have camera pictures, nothing. And it, it, that, that is the kind of a nice, it's it's bittersweet in a way because you're like, man, I wish those would have come over to our place. But it does keep the hope alive that, you know, there are some big ones that you just don't know about. Because that's the one thing I think you and I talked about, Jeff, with running cameras. That's like one of my biggest hobbies within the hobby of hunting is running cameras i mean we run 30 40 cameras mostly browning trail cameras and um it's just i'm addicted to it <laughs> and there is rarely a deer that shows up 
that I don't immediately recognize because I've looked at hundreds of photos of it over the past couple years of its life. And, uh, you know, to some, it kind of takes away that, uh, I don't know what the right word is, but, um, you know. The element of surprise. Yes, yes. You know, where you're sitting in a stand and this giant buck comes right. walking through and you're like, nobody's ever seen him before. Right, but, but at the same time, it helps me be prepared and know, you know what, I, this is an old mature deer, this is one we want to take. Um, and, and so when you do have that history, you can be a lot more prepared rather than have a little bit more guesswork into me. If you are management minded, not everyone is, is, is focused on that on their properties and they're, they're happy with just seeing a legal buck and that's great. You know, for us, we're a little bit more management minded. We want to have older deer and higher quality deer. And, uh, but point being, you find, you hear of one shot that you hadn't seen before. It's like, you know what, even with all these cameras running, you just <laughs> never know what might show up. And, and we had some bonus deer show up, but there's, uh, you know, for us, we, we had a deer, gosh, I, I swear it was its fourth year on our property, maybe third year that he'd been living. Oh yeah, look at that, that's a that's a big nice, bunch. Nice big wad moving around right there. And they're going the opposite direction. Yeah, going right down the river. Yep. Um, but this buck, He's what we, we call them the abscess eight. We don't really name our deer, we used to name them. I kind of got over that. I'm not, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. I, I think it is very weird. Come on down, yeah. Uh, but we called this buck the abscess eight because the first year he showed up, he got this giant. I mean, it was an abscess. I mean, just this growth off the side of his neck. And we thought, oh, he ain't gonna make it, he's gonna die. Nope, he, he lived <laughs> and, and it went away. It, it went away completely. So we don't know if he got gouged by an antler or what. But ever since then, we knew he was an older deer at the time and started hunting him hard last year. And it, it was like the dude had nine lives. Like he figured out a way to not get in front of us. And, or I'd be, I posted. A, We're going to have to take a break right here. Oh. Because there's probably 300 mallards oh. getting ready to come Jeez over. Jeez Louise. Yeah, they are. <laughs> it's a wad. Check that out. Get your phone ready. I was gonna say I'm I'm getting the Jeff's gonna go retrieve these two and, and we're done. We're done, that's limits. <laughs> wow. Good stuff. Wow, wow, wow. Little 20 gauge. Yeah. Took me three shots to kill both of them, but we got them. All right. We're gonna pause for some duck retrieval and we'll be right back. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're back. Uh, <laughs> we had to take a little mallard hiatus right there for a second. Um, as you guys seen um, in the video, we finished up our limit of mallards. Um, 
we've got room for bonus birds if some teal or some gadwalls come in. But you know, this late in the season, the mallard is where it's at. Yeah. This guy here. Yeah. I just put him on there, but. Um, Anyhow, that does us in for mallards. Yeah. We were sitting there talking about how we saw threes and pairs and singles and everything else, and then we have a wad of 300. Yeah, that was out of nowhere. That was pretty wild. Um, you know, it's funny. We were sitting there, I was telling a story about the deer, and it just got me thinking about just how this compares to deer hunting. And, you know, you're sitting here, you're telling stories, and it's so funny because I, I don't know how many times this happens where someone's telling a story inevitably that does not get finished oh because yeah. because <laughs> ducks are flying in and then and then the conversation just rolls on to something else yeah you gotta and and it's just so funny how that how that plays out throughout the morning yeah rarely do you run out of stuff to talk about because you'll be in the middle of a full-on conversation and then some ducks come in and you you haven't even finished discussing it and then after everything's over you just start uh, talking about ducks again yeah Yep, it's pretty. It's a pretty cool deal. I mean, it's. I shouldn't say I shouldn't have come today, but you know, it's one of those things that now I'm. It's probably not good for me because <laughs> this is probably something I'm going to be working on figuring out how to do a little bit more of <laughs> without Jeff taking me. So, it's uh, it's ruined. It's ruined so many people. <laughs> right. Yep. Yeah. It's it's pretty amazing. You can see why people spend a lot of money to get duck ground, get the flooded ground going on, and um, you can definitely understand why. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's a it's a beautiful thing when it all works out. Now, I'd like to say that it always works out, but it doesn't always work out. No, I mean, it's just like... But when it does, man, it sure is worth it. Yeah, it's just like fishing, uh, although if you go with Jeff, there's... You're, it's never a bad day fishing <laughs> so it's a bad example but for most of us it's just like fishing you know you're gonna have days you get skunked um unless you're jeff balkenberry but uh, <laughs> well but on the ducks it's a lot you can't do you can control the fish a lot more but on the ducks you can't control if they're flying that's what's crazy man is like ducks are a migratory bird so it's not like they're here all the time uh-huh fish are somewhere in the lake yep somewhere now that don't mean they're going to be biting but he can at least go find them but at least we can find them and so. uh but ducks they're, they're just passing kind of like us in this old world just yeah passing through yep that's exactly right i don't know i mean i'm still kind of into that chasing a big deer around but i could see the merits of trying to incorporate some duck hunting that's for certain so. yep it's nice it's nice but you know, we don't want to drag people too long but we wanted to throw something out here um like i said tyler and his new wife yeah got married there around the end of october and uh moving here to clinton is going to be a, a huge blessing if you watch the truman fishing lake intel page and you watch the endless season podcast um they were living all the way down in joplin area web city area mm -hmm. and it was just hard to get it all to come together sometimes and it was a lot of work and a lot of travel for you and yeah. obviously both of us having jobs yeah um, it makes it a trick and it's just yeah. super cool now that we're going to be able to start pumping out some more content yep. pumping out some more videos hopefully y'all learn something or even laugh at us yeah 
goofy sometimes, and I don't mind being laughed at. So, no, it's cool. I'm excited. It's uh, great to be closer to close friends like Falconberries, and um, just excited to be able to be close to the farm and, and do more stories, videos related to that, and and maybe be able to help some other folks at some point here develop their farms is something right. that I'm going to try to start doing, and um, it is. It's really, really cool, and then just keep learning. I mean, this year was kind of cool. In a way, we had to bring in a couple of tracking dogs, and, and that's something we'd never done before, to follow some deer, and uh, learned a lot through yeah. that experience, and that's what I'm really excited about being up here all the time for, is just constantly picking up something new, and I think I'm gonna write an article about uh, the old tracking dog deal. Uh, learned quite a bit there, and. Um, didn't find the deer, but it turned out that in both cases, we're not so sure about the second case yet, but in both cases, it's highly likely the deer were alive, and that's why we didn't find them. Um, well, we know for a fact the first one was still alive. Cause yeah, because ended up yeah. shooting him again. Ended up shooting him again. So, uh, fascinating stuff, but it's just been, I probably deer hunted Sammy for, for being newlywed, she let me get away with, and maybe that's why she let me get away with so much hunting. <laughs> yeah, this could be it. <laughs> yeah, this, so it, because uh, she, we closed on our house in early November, she was, she was working on updating some stuff now, as soon as I killed the buck, we, I was getting after it with her too, and it's finally shaping up, and looking forward to having our Truman Lake Fishing Intel guide dinners there here in the near future, and uh, it's going to be real fun being in Clinton, that's a moral story. So. Yeah, yeah. You guys see me messing with this bird here. He's already done all his body's gonna do, but they make a little tool called a finisher. Um, it's a little bitty spike. And for birds just like him, who are just not quite dispatched, you slide it in right underneath the skull cap, and penetrate the brain and mm -hmm. finishes done. the deal there. So um, don't want anybody freaking out on the video. Uh, right. We're just doing our moral and ethical duty to sure. dispatch this bird. As you've seen, him still kind of moving there, but he's just, he's done now. Um, I don't want anybody getting on me after that, but then, you know, I don't like him hanging around crippled yeah. up. So, so what's the, we're going to go clean these birds, Jeff, and what, what's the best way you're going to make them to eat? i tell you what, I got a couple of ways. It's probably my favorite. Um, I really like to pick the bird, pick the breast, and pick the leg and the thigh, and then I fillet the the breast out with the leg and thigh attached, skin on, and I like to sear those like a ribeye. Or just do the breast with the skin on. It's really, really good too, because the leg and thigh can be a little bit tough, but. Or I like to take them always skin on, in my opinion, always skin on. Um, pick the breast before you fillet it out. Some guys just fillet the meat out like you would a turkey, but I like skin on. And I like to cut it up into about one inch cubes and make kebabs with tomatoes, uh, cherry tomatoes, mushrooms, peppers, onions, and the duck meat. Mm. And we'll marinate it overnight or whatever, just zesty Italian or uh, Creole butter, Tony Satchery's. Hit it with a little shake. And I like them over charcoal. I'm not a big gas grill guy. Um, I love my Blackstone, but I like to do duck kebabs over charcoal. And they are absolutely wonderful. And that's probably my two most favorite ways to eat mallard ducks. I'm a mallard purist. Mm. Um, I'm not, wood ducks are probably my favorite, but other than that, uh, I like mallards. The rest of them are okay, but, but I'm a mallard guy. I think my favorite way that I've had mallards has been pretty simple. Salt and pepper, skin on, sear it skin side down, yes. and then flip it, sear it there to a medium, medium rare. Yes, absolutely. Slice it up, eat it. 135 in the, in the center is a nice medium rare. Cross cut the skin, 
Yep. So it doesn't yep. curl. Rub in coarse salt and black pepper. Yep. And sear hot, and it is it is absolutely wonderful. And eat hot. Don't let it cool. Yep. Um, you don't let them rest like you would a beef steak. I mean, the juices are going to run out when you cut into it, but eat it hot, and uh, you'll enjoy it. There's a lot of folks that don't like duck, and, and everybody says, well, you haven't had it the way I make it. Well, there's some truth to that, but I think if you just kind of not overcook it, that's the main thing. Yeah. Give it a try. Yeah. Now I'm looking for the other way I've had it. I did I did a little uh, some kind of taco seasoning, fajita seasoning, and made tacos. Out we, of it. we will do that. What She'll take a little aluminum foil, you know, like a foot by foot, uh-huh. and slice it the breast real thin, and you put carne asada seasoning in there, sweet peppers, purple onions, and roll, a little bit of butter, and roll those up and make individual boats, mm. and then we throw them on the grill, cook them till the vegetables are tender, and then you just grab you two or three boats and two or three tortillas. And so you were showing me something in Ace Hardware the other day. Uh, it was duck fat in a spray can. Yeah, yeah. And and there's people, I don't know, there's duck fat, I don't know where you get it off of the duck here, but they like will render it down. Yeah. Uh, so what's what's this all about? Yeah, so you can buy it just like olive oil cooking spray or vegetable oil or whatever, any of your cooking sprays, you can buy the duck fat. And it's just got a different depth of flavor that's wonderful. And any of you viewers out there that's had duck fat french fries, probably could be the best french fries <laughs> ever. Um, where they actually deep fry the potatoes in duck fat and it is wonderful mm. and this duck fat here if you're a fried potato connoisseur like me i grew up on beans fried potatoes and cornbread and if you're a fried potato connoisseur like myself there's nothing better than them potatoes fried in that duck fat it is wonderful and you can buy it at, at uh i buy it at westlake hardware right there in clinton but i bet you can go to any ace hardware yeah. and have it i uh I've had duck fat french fries somewhere. Oh, they're wonderful. I can't think of where, but I do recall being <laughs> like, oh my word. Yeah. These are, these, yeah. Man, it's got my mouth water. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And it's about lunchtime anyway. We've got our limits of mallards anyhow, so we're going to pick some stuff up here. We're so glad to be back, back getting, uh, trying to get some content out. Um, if you like to put something on the show or see something different um, or anything like that, email us at, uh, you can email the Truman Lake Fishing Intel at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Tyler will get that. Or you can look us both up on Facebook um, yeah. and send us a PM. Tyler Mahoney, Jeff Falkenberry. Look us up on there. Everybody's got Facebook these days, but uh, we want to make sure that y'all get out and you enjoy the holidays, spend it with friends and family. And and if you don't have friends and family, um, go to your local church. There's some people there that'd be glad to help you out. Um, and if uh, if not, then get a hold of me, and by golly, we'll make something work. So, um, but just want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas and a safe and happy New Year uh, from Tyler and myself. Absolutely. Yeah, that's we're we're looking forward to getting back after it and we'll be shooting another one of these hopefully in another month's time. Sounds real good. So Dolly sounds like it's lunchtime for her too. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well hey guys, thanks for tuning in with us. This was pretty fun. We're gonna have to figure out how to maybe incorporate some of this stuff into the out of office yeah. episodes. Yeah, we'll get in the boat and do some stuff. It 
It's really a good time. Yeah, and we'll uh, we'll look forward to catching you guys on the next one. Take care.